0: morning church. This is our second attempt at uh, Sunday morning service and uh, we want to thank everyone for uh, watching last Sunday. Also uh, wanted to thank everyone for uh, uh, commenting and stuff on the Facebook and trying to stay together. We had a great response to our driving around and praying for you In uh, or, uh, yesterday. Uh, we drove around in Cindy's uh, convertible, and that's why my face is so red. I have, I got a sunburn, and so anyway, but we had a good time. I hope that everyone's safe. We had a praise today, Julie. Arrington uh, had, because of some of the things that were going on, had lost some of her uh, cleaning uh, customers, uh, but uh, that was made up, had some new, uh, some new work come, and she sent us a text and was praising the Lord for that. So we want to praise the Lord for uh, being with them during this time. And so anyway, I know that some of you are in hard places, uh, and we are praying for you, and lifting you up. So before we go to our sermon this morning, uh, let's pray. Father, we just ask that right now, wherever anybody's at, and whatever time that this is listened to, Father, I pray that you would set that time and place aside, and that it would be a holy place and a holy time. And Father, I pray that your word would speak deep into our hearts. Father, we don't have anything to say but your word always has something to say and father your word is always timely and father especially during these times uh, we know that your word uh, needs to speak deep into our hearts father we pray for our church lord and all the folks that are uh, part of our church Pray that you would lift them up. Pray that your hand would be upon them. Father, we thank you that Jill Calloway is doing better, and we praise you for that. We praise you for what you're doing in the Arrington's home, and pray that you would just continue to provide for for everyone, Father, that needs uh, your provision during this time. Father, we just ask that in these next few moments that we would allow you to come into our homes and to speak into our hearts. Father, I pray that our kids and our family would just hear your voice today, In your words, and we ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to be preaching out of Mark chapter 9 today, and we're going to begin reading with the 14th verse, and uh, this is how it starts. When they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them, and the teachers of the law argued with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. What are you arguing with them about, he asked. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son, who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him on the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. O unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? "'Bring the boy to me.' "'So they brought him. "'When the spirit saw Jesus, "'it immediately threw the boy into convulsion. "'He fell on the ground, rolled around, foaming at the mouth. "'Jesus asked the boy's father, "'How long has he been like this?' "'From childhood,' he answered. "'It has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him. "'But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us.' "'If I can,' said Jesus.' Everything is possible for him who believes. Immediately the boy's father explained, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw the crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the evil spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsing him violently and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said he's dead, but Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet. And he stood up. After Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples asked him privately, Why couldn't we drive it out? Jesus replied, This kind can come out only by prayer. One of the other translations says only by prayer and fasting. Let's pray. Lord, speak to us through your word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If we could learn one thing from what we are going through, I think... That that one thing for many people would be, is that they have realized that it uh, that maybe they were not as prepared as they would like to be for what's going on. It has been so interesting to follow the story of Jesus in this book of Mark, and I've been following. I've been a follower of Jesus myself for over 40 years. I was saved as a child. And I am a follower of Jesus. And so I I look at how I follow Jesus and how the disciples follow Jesus. The disciples had been with Jesus for three years. And sometimes when we're reading the Word, we make fun of them and we say, why couldn't they see what was going on here? Why were they not ready for the things that they saw? And yet, if I'm really honest, I find myself thinking I probably have more in common with the disciples than I care to admit. In this scripture today, this boy is possessed by an evil spirit. And the word says that it has robbed him of his voice. Satan always seeks to rob and to kill. It robbed him of his voice, and it was trying to throw him into water, trying to throw him into fire, and it was trying to kill him. And that's what Satan always tries to do. And this demon is robbing him literally of his life. And so they bring him, they bring this boy to the disciples and they are not able to get the demon out. They are not prepared to get the <coughs> to get the demon out. And yet Jesus is able. And after he, he cast out the demons, the, the disciples are like, "Why couldn't we do that?" And the King James Version says that this can only be done through prayer and fasting. so so what does that mean? What is he saying? He is really saying to them, you were not prepared. You did not prepare yourself to do what needed to be done in this particular situation. In this particular situation, you had to be prepared to do the casting out, and you hadn't done what needed to be done before you got there. And when it comes to this COVID-19 thing, people, some people were prepared more than others people who were prepared had a little more peace about it than others did we've seen people in a panic and we've seen people uh doing things that uh were really kind of odd and the difference is that there were some people who were prepared and then there were some people who were not prepared luke said last week that he was in dollar general hiding toilet paper behind diapers that's just weird he wasn't prepared and I'm at home with, I've got a bale of toilet paper that my wife bought at the Sam's, and so uh, those things show there's a difference between prepared and not prepared, and here's the deal, there's no shortage of toilet paper anyway. It's one of those things, toilet, I was thinking about this, toilet paper is not seasonal. There are not times when you need more toilet paper than, you, than others. Uh, maybe Thanksgiving Maybe Christmas, but pretty much, and maybe like Halloween if people are toilet paper in the houses. But pretty much, it's just the way that it is, and or maybe fifty cent corn dog day at Sonic. I don't know, but it's it's there's no there's no uh, there's no time that we really need more. And so, what's what's the difference? The people were the people are panicky. People are panicky because they're not prepared. They weren't prepared. And people are thinking now, I might should, uh, you know, our whole thought process is, is a little bit different than it was even two weeks ago. People are thinking, I might should keep a little more food in my house. I might should keep a little more cash in the bank. I need to be more prepared. And I think this idea of being prepared is more in people's minds than maybe it has ever been in their life. But the time to prepare is always before the situation comes to being Uh, if you're in the middle of the situation it's too late to get prepared we have to prepare before and I'm not trying to make you feel bad if you're not prepared I'm not trying to make uh, make that's not what I'm saying here what I'm saying here is and I think it's all in all of our minds is the time to prepare is before you need to prepare and this is what Jesus is trying to say to his disciples. He's saying, you have to be spiritually prepared to meet up with the things that Satan's going to throw at you. You see, they're facing a spiritual problem, and they, and they can't handle it. They are not prepared for it. They're not ready for it. And Jesus says that in order for you to do this kind of spiritual warfare that they were getting ready to be involved in, that they had to be prepared They had to pray and fast before they met up with this thing, and they had to be prepared, and they had to not do it that day. They had to do it before it got there. They weren't prepared for what they were facing in that moment. And I started looking back through Mark, and it talks about uh, Jesus and all the times that he was going off by himself and praying. He was preparing and we tend to be like we have been with this COVID-19 thing. We wait, and then, when re, then we react. And being prepared is a lot better. I want you to notice the difference. What if everybody in the United States had six months of food in their house? Or they had six months' worth of funds in the bank? That would have been ideal. And I'm not saying that, I mean, not everybody can do that, I know. But I'm just saying, if we were prepared, the reaction would be completely different. We would not be panicky. Let's take, for example, if one man has $10,000 in the bank and another man has 10 in the bank, the guy with 10,000 is probably not going to be panicky as the guy that has 10. Both aren't going to go to work for a month, but one of them is going to be panicky. Being prepared changes everything. But it has to be done ahead of time. And Jesus was always out, and it talks about him all the time. He would get by himself, and he was praying. And when he was praying, he was preparing for these things that he was going to meet up with. So when, he, so when they came up, we don't see Jesus in a panic. He's always calm. He was always prepared. He had already prayed. He had already fasted. Prayer equals, according to what Jesus says here, prayer equals preparation. If you look at the different things just mentioned in Mark, in chapter 4 of Mark, uh, they're out on the, on the Sea of Galilee and a storm blows up. The disciples are in a panic. Jesus is sleeping. What's the difference? One is prepared and one is not. In chapter 6, you see, There's 5,000 people that need to eat. Jesus is not panicky. He says, let's feed them. The disciples doubt, and they say, let's send them away. There's two different reactions to the same problem. Jesus is prepared, and the disciples are panicking. In chapter 8, Jesus tells his disciples, he says, I'm going to die. Jesus is very calm about this, and and the disciples are are very not calm about this. Peter rebukes him and says, you can't do such a thing. This isn't going to happen. Jesus is prepared, and Peter is panicking. It's interesting, if you go on, and and, uh, just before this, uh, scripture here in chapter 9, we have the transfiguration, and Jesus brings just a handful of his disciples up there, and he talks to Elijah and Moses, and, and Jesus is prepared to do this. He's been praying and fasting. This is not a surprise to him. His heart is ready. He is prepared to meet them, and Peter is is so dumbfounded. He goes, uh, 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 let, let, let's build three shelters, It was one of the most ridiculous answers in all of Scripture. And God literally tells him, just be quiet, because you don't know what you're talking about. One is prepared, and one is panicking. And we see this throughout all of Scripture. Jesus, because he prays, is prepared, and we don't see it in Scripture of the disciples getting away and doing this prayer and preparation for what might be coming up. And so Jesus is always calm, and the disciples are nearly always panicky. And we have all seen the importance in these last few weeks of being prepared in our house. And we are preparing for a virus that seeks to harm us. But this, this morning I want to ask you, are you preparing to meet an enemy who seeks your eternal Destruction every day. As we've been talking about this virus, we've been talking about it like it's a war, and, and I suppose that it is. But as Christians we're and just as people, we're in a war every day against Satan, and yet I think we've probably fought this COVID virus harder than we fight Satan, who seeks for our eternal demise. And Jesus says the only way to pray for, uh, to prepare for this, the only way to get your heart ready for this battle that you're going to be in is prayer and fasting. And too often we find ourselves facing these things and we're not prepared. We haven't been praying, we haven't been fasting because we've not been like Jesus has been doing and we haven't got away and we haven't prayed and fasted. And Jesus was always prepared But his disciples were always panicky, and too often we're like them instead of him. He was ready for whatever came because he was praying and fasting. And he was always doing it before the situation evolved. We tend to think that prayer is just during a crisis. When things start going bad, then we say, oh, we need to go to prayer. When things start falling apart, we think, oh, we need to go to prayers. I've been uh, going through this and watching this, and, 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 it's, and it's valid. We do need to be praying during this time, and, and I've seen many sermons on, on, and pastors calling their people to prayer, and, and that's great, and we do need to do this. I remember when 9-11 happened. We had a, we had a prayer meeting that night, and the church was full but I'm going to be honest with you folks. On Tuesday nights when we have prayer meeting, we might have four people. One of those people that usually comes is Jill Callaway. Jill Calloway recently had to go to Hawaii. She had to take her uh, mother's ashes there uh, to take care of, of, of that. And, and she, she went to Hawaii. That was her mother's wishes. While she was there, she got very sick. And in the midst of that sick she was of being sick and trying to get back here, she was very calm. And when they got home they're sure they said, We're not sure what's going on, and and still yet Jill was calm. Why is that? And I I talked to her the other day, and she said, said, I never worried in the middle of any of it. And she had some surgery, and, and she's doing much, much better, but they still don't know exactly what's going on. And she said, I'm still very calm. Well, why is that? Because Jill has been preparing herself through prayer. Before the time gets here, when things are falling apart, she's already prayed. She's been preparing herself before the event. And when you're prepared before an event, then, then that prepares us both mentally and spiritually for what we're going to face. I would like to maybe call it prepared. Are you prepared for what you're going to get ready to, re- to, to meet in the days to come? Were you prepared for the pandemic, prayer wise? Had you been praying before this happened? Did you ask God, you know, I don't know what's coming down the road, God, but whatever it is, help me and, 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 and be with me and show me what's, what's, uh, what I'm going to be facing. And God, in the midst of this, I just want to know you. I want to ask you this. Have you prayed more since the pandemic? Or did you pray more before the pandemic? Sometimes we wait till we're in the midst of it to start praying and God seeks for us to be prepared before it happens. Prayer is not just to get us through a crisis, but prayer is to prepare us for what crisis is coming. And I'm going to tell you something. There is always a crisis coming. Prayer prepares it prepares us for what is coming. And there's always something coming down the road. The enemy is always seeking to destroy, and we are at war all the time, and Jesus understood this, and that's why he was always praying and always preparing. Take time each day to pray, but don't think of it just as praying, but think of it as preparing. It's getting into that relationship to where you are so confident in God that no matter what comes down the road, my confidence is not, my confidence is not in what is coming down the road. My confidence is in Him. so that no matter what I face, I, I am in relationship with Him, and I know what He seeks for me to do. and so my confidence is there. Jesus had always placed his confidence in the Father. So when the things came that He knew was coming, he was calm, and he was prepared. Prayer equals preparedness for you. When asked, how did you drive out the demons? Jesus didn't say, well, you know, here's the deal. I am I am the Son of God, and you just have to be the Son of God to do those things. Jesus didn't say that. Jesus didn't say, well, you know, you're just a layperson, and and I'm the son of God and you can't do that. Jesus said, you were not praying and fasting. You could have done this if you would have been prepared. But you weren't prepared. And I want to ask you something. How were you will you prepare for the next thing you will face? Prayer is preparing. Make prayer a practice. Some people set back a little money each week to prepare for something that might happen down the road. Some people set back a little food each week to do that. They're doing that to prepare for trouble that might be coming down. Praying every day is preparing you for the thing that is coming down the road that you might not know. Then when you are in the situation, you're ready for it. If you haven't prepared and you get in a situation, it's too late to prepare then. We prepare before. I just want to ask you this morning. Are you preparing for what the enemy has for you in the future? We are to be fasting and praying always to prepare ourselves for what we will meet in the days to come. What we have met so far is, is too late. We can pray for where, where we're at, and, and we're supposed to do that. But I want to tell you, folks, when this COVID-19 thing has come and gone, that will not be the last thing that tries to destroy you in your life. Satan is always trying to destroy us. And if we could learn one thing from this situation that we're in, I pray that we would learn to be prepared, not, not only in our homes, I, I think that's important, but mostly to be prepared in our spiritual walk. Be praying and fasting so that when things come up with our kids, when things come up with our family, when things come up in our own lives, when temptations come up, when things come and seek to destroy us, when there's, when there's things going on that seems like they're going to dra- drag us under, if we have prepared, then we're ready to do that. And I pray that we will take this time to learn the lesson the, the lesson of being prepared through prayer and fasting to meet the situations that, we'll meet, that we will meet in life. I want to pray the prayer of John Wesley with you before we go. And it might sound a little bit different. I pulled it off the Internet. It might be a little bit different than what we normally read, but this is what it is. And be careful when you pray this prayer. It kind of feels like we're here. And and I want you to continue to listen to this. and, And I hope that this is your prayer. I am no longer my own, but yours. Put me to what you will. Rank me with whom you will. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed for you or laid aside for you. Exalted for you or brought low for you. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and wholeheartedly yield all things to your pleasure and disposal. And now, glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are mine and I am yours. So be it. And the covenant now made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. Amen. The Lord bless you. We will continue to... Uh, seek to uh, have lessons and things for you on on the internet and uh, just continue to reach out to one another continue to call each other continue to text one another I want to thank everyone who uh, has been sending in their tithes and offerings in the mail and online thank you for supporting your church thank you for your faithful gifts I I want you to know we're praying for you we're lifting you up And if you need anything, don't hesitate to call us and uh, just continue to hang in there and continue to pray and fast and be prepared for what is coming down the road uh, in in all of our lives. The Lord bless you. You are dismissed. I I can't not say that. I'm sorry.